This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's about four, uh, six minutes after 4 o'clock here and ready to go once again. As you know, it has been a very busy show as of late. Your calls have been coming in. Keep it going. Don't let it up as uh, everybody has questions. It's it seemingly that the government has new plans and new ideas and new protocols when it comes to COVID-19, coronavirus, when it comes to uh, you being laid off and uh, the CERB or what do I apply for here? Can I apply for this? So no, this this status has changed. This has changed. I know it, it's an ongoing thing and it's, it's organic for sure, but it, it creates a lot of confusion. So Understood. If you want to reach out and to ask Leora a question, this is the best the best source. This is the best source you're going to get to ask those questions is uh, an employment lawyer. Seriously, think about it. So 604-280-9898 is the number. You want to send along an email that is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Now, uh, Leora, I, you know, we talked a little earlier on, a, on another radio show we do, and it was, you know, I asked you how your week was, and you're, uh, you know, you're busy, busier than a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest for sure, especially with all this. You're going to need physio in your fingers from all the emailing and phone dialing, but uh, how's the week been, pal? What do you think? It has uh, been a very intense week, and, uh, you know, I consider myself very fortunate that I'm able to speak with so many people and answer mm-hmm. a lot of questions about uh, this very, very difficult and very unusual time. Uh, but but people have been taking advantage of me being able to to answer those questions. Please keep it up uh, throughout the week, anytime. If you have a question about your issue, about your job, about what you're owed, can you apply for a certain benefit? What's the best way yeah. to make sure that your family is supported? That's the thing you need to ask right now. It's more important than ever. It's it's so important that you understand those rights because we need to get through this difficult time. You need to be able to put food on the table. You may not have a job right now, but there's still options and there's still benefits that are available. So if you want to know what you qualify for, the CERB, EI, what happens if you're still working but working less? What happens if you're on a layoff, if your company calls you back, doesn't call you back? Remember, employment laws are not suspended, right? They're still there, and they still provide protection for you as an employee. So one of the things I always try to explain is what your options are, what the law says you can do. So if you're sitting there wondering and worrying, but what do I do now? How do I pay my bills? Well, give me a call. Hopefully, I can help guide you, give you some options. Uh, these are unprecedented times, and you know I, I'd much rather be talking about our usual topics on the show rather than talking mm-hmm. about uh, you know all these benefits. But here I am, and I'm happy to take those calls, John. And I say, let's get started with our calls. You bet. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. You have concerns? It's COVID nineteen. It is a crazy time to uh, not have the information you need. Debbie, right off the hop, nicely done. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thank you. You bet. Thank Go you ahead. for being available to answer questions. So I'm an early childhood educator. I work at a school that has daycare and preschool. There's no students coming right now, but my employer has asked me to do lessons via Zoom. She just recently this weekend asked me to claim the CERB funding. She said she will top me up, and she said that she still wants me to be working full time. What are my rights in this situation? So that's actually, Debbie, not possible, at least not possible legally. And here's what I mean. If you're getting CRB, you you can't be earning any income. In other words, the people that qualify for the CRB are are those that don't have any any income. 
So if you have income, even if it's less income, you actually don't qualify for it. So the only way that an employer can actually top you up is if they pay you under the table, which as you know is illegal. Okay. So in that respect, if, if she's willing to pay you, that's fine. She can also apply for the, uh, the government uh, subsidies, the 75%, if in fact uh, she can show as your employer that, that her revenues have decreased, which I suspect that they have. So that mm -hmm. may be an option for her to get money that she can pay you. But you, you, it's yeah. very important that you understand you cannot do CRB and income for the same period of time. She said that she doesn't want to claim the subsidy because it's a deferral and she doesn't want to do that. Well, the reality is that that is up to her, and, and she, it, it's a benefit that's available for employers, but it's for the employer to claim. You cannot claim it on her behalf. But mm -hmm. uh, if, if there's work for you, then she can pay you for that work. Uh, if there's no work for you, then you claim the CERB, but it has to be really one or the other. You, you are, as, as the government has outlined this program, you cannot have both. And one more question. If she's laying me off, so if she's giving me my ROE with the reason for laying me off, does she have to pay me severance? So that's a great question. If she's laying you off, you have the right to treat that as a termination if you want to. So mm -hmm. once she, you're, you're laid off, law says now you... Uh, Debbie have the option. You can accept this layoff, and which mm -hmm. means you, you stay uh, as an employee and hopefully at some point she calls you back to work and you would get severance mm -hmm. if she doesn't call you back to work. So that is option one. Option mm -hmm. number two is you can say, no, I'm treating this layoff now as a termination and requiring you, employer, to pay me my severance. That would mean mm -hmm. that you would not be going back to work. You would be essentially walking away from this job. But that's certainly an option that you have. And Debbie, how long have you worked there for? I've been working since September 2019, and I'm on a 10-month contract. So my contract finishes the end of June. So the severance that she would have to pay you if she lays you off, she would have to pay you till the end of the contract. So if she lays you off tomorrow, so you know it's early April, she'd have to pay you for, for April and for May uh, up until the contract ends in June. So that's what okay. the severance the owed to you would be if you choose to treat that as a termination. Now, if she doesn't lay me off, she has to pay me full salary, correct? Well, if she doesn't lay you off and, and she doesn't give you full salary, you again have the option to treat that as a constructive dismissal. If she says, okay. I, can, I can keep you employed but only pay you 50%, then you have the same option. You can accept that or you can treat that reduction as a termination and require okay. her to pay you severance. And does she have to give me an ROE? If, in fact, she lays you off, she has to give you an ROE, but only if she lays you off. And so if she says, I can't pay you, and I decide that I don't work because she can't pay me, then what situation am I in? Can I claim the CERB? Yes. If she does not pay you, you can claim the CERB. And if you okay. choose, you can also claim uh, uh, termination and claim severance. Okay. And how do I do that? Do I have to use a lawyer? Uh, for severance, yes, you will You will need my help. For the CRB, of course, you do not. You can apply on okay. the CRA website. But if okay. you do choose to want to pursue severance, give me a call and I can certainly help you. Okay, perfect. Thank you for answering all those questions. Uh, Debbie, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us and taking the time to make the call. It's cleared up about six different things for her right there. That's the reason why you want to call this afternoon. Debbie, by the way, that number is 604-283-3123. Again, 604 283 3123, or if you want to send along an email to Lior and the crew, it is help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's how we're uh, basically doing this show today. We will talk about temporary layoffs and normal stuff when it has to do with, uh, with, um, 
uh, employment law as we go through the hour. But don't uh, don't forget this hour is the time that you want to ask your phone calls when it comes to COVID-19 and all the different policies and handouts and, and restrictions that the government is laying down when it comes to this COVID-19 and for the uh, amount of time that it's going to be active, which we're not sure yet. So uh, make sure you call through and get your questions answered, 604-280-9898. You know, in there, you mentioned the, the option for her to treat this or anybody else for that matter who's being laid off as a constructive dismissal. So employment laws are not on hold. They are still active. So positive and negative of that. What happens if someone says, for instance, worst case scenario, okay, you know what? I, I, I'll take the layoff. I understand the situation. And it turns around in two, three, four months from now. We're not talking like an Amazon or a, uh, a you know, a, a big company. We're talking a small mom and pop shop, maybe a couple locations. They don't last. They go under. They go bankrupt. Then what happens? Well, you know the old saying, John, uh, you can't get blood from a stone. Well, that certainly applies when it comes to employment law and it comes to severance. So if you're laid off and you decide to accept this and, you know, God forbid the company doesn't come out of this and and they're bankrupt, Mm -hmm. then you would have walked, not walked away, you wouldn't have not gotten your severance because a company is not going to pay severance or can't pay severance if they're bankrupt because they owe more uh, than they have to their bank, to their secured creditor. So that's always a concern. Uh, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, you have to decide what makes the most sense for you. Do you pursue something now because you need that to survive, you need that to live, or you defer that and see down the road if the company pays it or if you go back to work? That is a risk. It really is a risk. The reality, John, is there's going to be a lot of companies that are not going to come out of this, unfortunately. I hope I'm wrong, but I, 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 it seems obvious to me that many mm-hmm. companies ultimately are going to go bankrupt. So employees have to ultimately decide what risk they want to accept. We're going to take a, a short break. We're going to get the phones all cleaned up and lined up. Evo, Gabby, hang on. We'll get to your calls. Yours as well. Bring it on this afternoon. Important time for you to call through. Get some answers if you're confused and stressed out about it for sure. No question. 604-280-9898. Employment Law Show continues on CKNW. It is 418. Welcome back to Employment Law Show. Indeed, questions about your job and your future as it pertains to COVID-19. A lot of calls coming through for that. That's okay. That's why we're here. Bring them on. A little bit of a security blanket for the remainder of the hour. In that regard, I want to get to uh, to Evo here. Hello, Evo. How are you? My phone line's a little slow. Hey, pal. How are you? Oh, just fine. I was out riding around on my bike today. Nice. Fine. Nice. Have, Good I weather have, for it. I, Go ahead. I have a question that's not uh, with the new legislation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, so I worked for a firm back in uh, September of last year. They never paid me a cent, and they let me go. And I made a complaint to the Ministry of Labor. I haven't heard anything from the Ministry of Labor. Are they that far behind at times? They they are, and, and usually it's not the right move to go to the Ministry of Labor or the Employment Standards Branch here uh, in BC because of the fact that it can only help you recover a small portion of what you're owed. So let's break this down, Eva. How long did you work there for? Uh, it was just a trial period. It was only a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, and they haven't paid you your wages what, for those couple of weeks? That's correct. They haven't paid me a cent. I see. Okay. In that situation, so it's not really a severance issue. It's more of a, of the unpaid wages. So yeah, it is the employment standards branch. And, and that's really your best recourse. The other thing that probably does this a heck of a lot faster is I send them a letter and saying, Hey, you, you, you pay up or we'll take legal action against you. Usually that kind of greases the wheels pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, otherwise, 
Yes, the Ministry of Labor, especially you know uh, now, if, if they were backed up before, they're even going to be backed up more now. So you may still be waiting a while. I've heard th- these stories all the time. If you want my help, happy to send a letter on your behalf. Uh, feel free to reach out to Evo, and uh, we'll, we'll get it done. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the uh, call. Enjoy the rest of your weekend uh, to reach out. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and to reach uh, Leo at the firm, 604-283-3123. But for the remainder of this show this afternoon, 604-280-9898 to ask your questions. Gabby, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on. Good afternoon. Oh, hi, gentlemen. Thank you for offering uh, this. It's so timely. Uh, it's bet. my daughter. She's been um, a flight attendant for 21 years. And she's very unsure what to do, whether to go on UIC or take the uh, 75% wage settlement. So uh, her employer has uh, off, uh, has applied to get the subsidy, the wage subsidy? Um, she doesn't know. She's not sure of anything. She hasn't heard anything. So remember, the 75% subsidy uh, is something that's offered for employers. So her employer may choose to apply for it. And if so, they may choose to, to uh, bring her back. I don't think that they will do that, mainly because they're probably not flying right now. So well, I think her... Go ahead. Sorry, they, they have said... It's Air Canada. They've said they, they're laying mm-hmm. off 16,000, 17,000 right. people. So yeah. it's not likely she would be flying, yeah. So, so her best option is to apply for the CERB, the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, which pays okay. her $500 a week for uh, up to 16 weeks. If when that benefit ends... Uh, in 16 weeks, if she's not back to work, then she can switch over to get EI, employment insurance. That's really what her options are right now. There's really no additional option, uh, not at this point. Uh, so one of those, well, to CRB, she can apply this week, uh, starting tomorrow, uh, depending on, on the month she's born, uh, certainly this week. And then if in 16 weeks she's not back to work, then she's able to go on to regular EI. That's uh, wonderful. So uh, it, it's the uh, uh, CRB first and then uh, UIC. Okay, that really helps. She was in a bit of a conundrum and couldn't get sure. in touch mm-hmm. with anybody, really. No problem, Gabby. Okay, thank you very much. That's very helpful. Thank you. You're very welcome, Gabby, to reach out uh, to Lior. She has any other questions, uh, no problem. That is 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123 or help at Employment Lawyer. .ca. The phone line's got lots of them. They're open. Just waiting for one more here to get uh, give us the green light. It is uh, 604-280-9898 is the way to go. Can, if, if, you, if you do the CERB and then afterwards, like you told Gabby for her daughter, then she goes to UI, do, do they subtract the time you're on CERB? So if you qualified for eight months of EI, okay, and you go four months on CERB for the 2000 do you can you only go on EI for the remaining four, or does it reset the clock? So, you you know, know? As, as the government has said so far, it, it resets the clock. So it, it won't ah. reduce your EI. So that's a good thing, right? So you could okay. potentially get compensation for, uh, compensation for a longer period of time. But anything that uh, any layoff or any eligibility that happened after the 15th of March mm-hmm. automatically goes into CERB. So even people that would have otherwise applied for EI, they're going to get the CERB. The problem with that, John, is this. Some people would be owed more money under EI because EI can max out at something around 530 or $540 a week, right. uh, and whereas the CERB is 500 But you would get the CERB only and not the EI. So some people have a bit of a concern with that, but that's what the government has said so far. 
Gotcha. It's 604-280-9898. Bring your calls on. Love talking to you. Love helping you out. Carl, you are next up. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, the question I have the question I have is, is there a, a time deadline for applying for severance from a company? So there's two, uh, so in a regular situation where the company terminates employment, flat out of termination, there is two years from the time of termination. There's a two-year limitation period, but it's a strict two years. It can't even be two years in a day. It's actually two years right on the dot. Okay. Now, the, the problem that I had was uh, I was let go from, from my company, and I got a uh, ROE, and it, yep. it said that you know there was layoff due to lack of work. Um, but in the meantime, what happened was I got cancer, and I kind of just waited, and they said that they didn't have to give me anything. And when, and when worked, was that? Worked, when did this, all this happen? This happened uh, last, not this past uh, December, but the December before, and I was basically given about uh, maybe three weeks' notice. So December with, 2018. With, yeah, with no with no no severance pay at all. Mm-hmm. So, but in the mean in the meantime, some other employees uh, actually got substantial uh, payouts that I've I've heard of. Okay. Well, Carl, based on what you've described, not only would you be owed severance, potentially there's a human rights issue there if you're let go because or at least partially because of the fact that you're sick with cancer. Uh, no, that, then, then, I, I, got, I got cancer just, at, I was notified that I got cancer after after the termination. I see. Yeah. Well, you would still be owed severance if they have nothing for you. They, that's fine, but they absolutely have to pay you, uh, and, and that could be substantial. So uh, the good news is you're still in time. You still have time until December. I would not wait till the last minute, but I can certainly help you get the severance that you're owed. So let's have that discussion. I want you to reach out to me off air, and I will easily help you. I'll do my best to not only help you, but to get it resolved quickly, hopefully within the next few weeks. Carl, appreciate the call. Moving on, 604-283-3123. That is the number you want to use, 604-283-3123. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. That will put you in touch with Lior. Do not hesitate with this one. Uh, To call in here, though, for the remainder of our time, it's uh, 426. It's 604 280 9898. Sandra, you're next up. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Thanks We're for great. My uh, call. You bet. What's your concern? My concern, my boyfriend is due to go back to work tomorrow to a job that is potentially quite contaminated. No, no cleaning's been mm-hmm. done since he's been away, etc. What sort of, um, what, does he ha- what can he do about that? Is there any kind of recourse that he has to say, look, I don't think this is safe? Yeah, so the the best option in, in that situation is to engage in what we call a work refusal. Uh, a work refusal is a situation where, as, as the name suggests, the employee won't do the work because of uh, safety concerns. And what happens is if the company can resolve it, they have to call in uh, the, 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 the government, an inspector from the government, to look at it and determine whether, in fact, the work is safe. If the work is safe, they're going to say, well, you have to come into work. If it's not, then the employer is going to be ordered to make uh, changes and, and to fix whatever the problem is. So that's his best recourse. He can't be punished for that work refusal. So if right. he does have legit, and of course, it has to be a good faith belief that the work is unsafe. If that's the situation, uh, that is his best recourse, Andrew, no doubt. And he doesn't get paid in the meantime, I'm assuming. That, that is correct, but the, yeah. the, the the government does have to be called in right away, but you are right that he does not get paid, yes. Okay, thanks so much for your, your um, expert advice. I really appreciate it. No problems.
Yeah, thanks, Sandra. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time as well. You want to reach out here? It's uh, it's no problem. The number to call in and ask your question six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. But to get a hold of Lior anytime, it is help at employmentlawyer.ca, six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. And I want to mention that for the next little while at least, you can go to covidrights.ca, covidrights.ca. There's a lot of information to be had there as well. Dennis and everybody else, we see it. We're going to get to your calls as we line them up again. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. We'll take a short little break and get right back to more employment law show. CKNW. And welcome back. It is uh, 4.33 here. Your call is 604-280-9898. We've been taking a lot about COVID-19. People have questions. They're confused. They're scratching their head till there's no hair left. And that's uh, why you want to call the station for the remainder of our time and get those answers for sure. Dennis, thank you so much for uh, for standing yep. by there for a couple minutes. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, sir. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Hey, question for you. I've a mm. small business uh, restaurant. I've had a, had a lady that's worked for us for uh, 40-something years. Wow. And, uh, and Yeah, no doubt. For a small restaurant, definitely. Great employee. Question is, uh, it's not gonna be, we're not going to be around forever. Um, a severance package, because she's worked there part-time for, I don't know, maybe 17, 18 years, and then maybe half the time full-time became a manager, so we've paid her full-time and part-time over those 40 years. How do you work out that severance? So her severance is going to be calculated based on what her average earnings were more most recently. Because what we're trying to figure out is, had you con- she continued working in the foresee- for the foreseeable future in-, in the usual way, what she would have earned. So if, if for the last year or two years she made I don't know forty thousand dollars a year, then that's the figure we're going to use to calculate her severance. I can tell you that after forty years, she probably is going to be looking at right around two years' pay. You know, if, if you're going to pay her her full entitlements, and it's again, it's calculated not based on what happened in the past. She may have made more or less money in the past. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's based on what she made recently, her average earnings in her current situation. So, like, she's let's just say she's been a manager for 12 years, and she's made like forty thousand dollars a year. So, I would pay her severance in those 12 years. So, all those other years of making minimum wage and living on your tips type of thing. So you're saying I don't have to pay her severance on that part-time, 20, so, 15-odd years of part-time? So you, you owe her potentially two years' pay, and that's calculated based on what she's making right now. So if oh, she's that's making, it, even though that she's been with us part-time, full-time for 40 years. Yeah, but she gets two years' pay, right? That's the two maximum years pay. that Two years' pay, the, ma- the maximum that anyone gets, pretty much. So oh, two years' okay. pay. So if, if she makes $40,000 a year, that's $80,000. Okay, because sometimes you look it up online, it's like a week's pay for every year that mm-hmm. you've worked. Yeah. I know, which is why we do this show, because no, that that's uh, a small yeah. portion okay. of her entitlements. We call that the minimum entitlements. Her full entitlements are going to be okay. right around two years' pay. So if she makes okay. $40,000 a year, that's that's about eighty grand. Eighty grand, yeah, but she doesn't make, yeah. Okay, uh, another question for you. Now, if you sold your business... And let's say you had a buyer and you gave your employees the heads up and you're you're selling your business within 10 months or something like that. And you give, is there a timeline if you give your employees that you don't have to pay severance? So the interesting thing is this, if the buyer, okay, takes them on, then Mm -hmm. their employment is continuous and they're actually not owed severance. Okay. So I thought. So if the buyer takes them on, the buyer inherits uh, their uh, service, and if down the road the buyer lets them go, they have to pay them. 
Now, if the buyer does not take them on, then when then their employment is going to be terminated, and you're going to have to pay them severance. So obviously, the the more notice you give them of this termination, the less severance you have to pay. So for example, mm-hmm. this lady that we we talked about owing her two years pay. If you were mm-hmm. to give her a, a twelve months notice then you would only owe her another year's pay because you would have given her a year by way of notice, so you would only to have to make up else. the difference. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. so the, the more notice, the better, but if, she, if they're going to continue working with the buyer, if they are, then you wouldn't actually have to pay anything. That's what I thought. Okay. Great. Great. Thanks for doing cool. this. Awesome. No okay. problem. Dennis, those are, uh, those are good old-fashioned employment calls there. We used to get those all the time before there was a coronavirus. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I miss those days, damn it. Uh, yeah, but that's exactly it. That's really good information there. So if, 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 she, if the new buyer, if he sells a business, he's given her 10 months, so it's ten, two years minus 10 months what, she, what he still owes her, this 40-year employee. If the buyer brings exactly. her on, she's now their responsibility. If they let her go, she's still looking at 40 years back, so they're going to owe her the two years. If they don't bring her on, he pays for it as the seller, correct? My, my job here is done. Thank you very much. I'm checking out. <laughs> I don't need to be here. John here knows everything. John, that was perfect. That's, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Just think about it. When yeah. we started the show, would you have known any of this? No, but that was eight years ago, so the, the learning curve has been huge for me. <laughs> huge. No, but, huge. But, but you're right. That's exactly yeah. how it works with a, a sale of a business. The buyer takes on the responsibility and the seniority. If the employee does not work with the buyer, then the seller has to pay the employee their termination entitlements. Beautiful. 604-280-9898. Questions of that nature. Or again, we're answering those confusion COVID-19 questions as well. Marsha, thanks for uh, for sitting through that. I hope your ears aren't burning. Uh, but it's, it's your turn, my dear. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. So I'm a senior, but I have worked for the last four years as a tour guide. And for the last two years, I've delivered about um, 75 tours a year. And so this year, of course, the ports are closed. And so I'm not going to be able to work. Um, Most of my tours have been canceled. And also, I didn't get an additional number of tours. So because I'm receiving CPP and OAS, am I also entitled to the uh, unemployment, extra unemployment thing? Because I get a T4A from my employer as a self-employed person. I pay all my expenses and they provide the tours and, and take a commission yes. off top. Right? So, so yeah, the way that the government has explained to us this, this new program, the CERB, yes, you would qualify. So you would not qualify for EI, but you would qualify for CERB, $500 a week for 16 weeks. The fact that you're getting uh, CPP uh, won't change that. Self-employed individual, if now you're not working, if you're still doing a bit of work, unfortunately, you would not qualify. But if you can show that now you, you haven't, you're not working at all, as long as, of course, as you've earned at least $5,000 over the past year, then yes, you would be able to qualify for the CERB. Okay, so then, um, yeah, I, I've still got one guy who I haven't canceled because he thinks he's still going to be cruising in, in June. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm. he doesn't seem to know that the cruise port is closed. But yeah, he's not going to be cruising. No, not in June. <laughs> no, so... Um, and, you know, I just, it's better if people cancel on their own. It's more of their own volition. But so then, yes, I have earned, well, last year, I, you know, at any rate, yes, I have certainly earned more than 5000 a year. And I expected to earn, you know, 25000 this year. So now I'm earning nothing. 
zone. So, so that's exactly what the CRB is for. So, to to, to try to help people that are in your situation, that are not traditional employees, but are still uh, have lost their income because of the virus. So, yes, you would be able, Marsha, to qualify, and you can start applying this week uh, through the CRA uh, CRA portal online. Uh, yes. And uh, so, definitely, you should do that as soon as possible this week. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. No problem. Thanks, Marcia. Appreciate uh, appreciate the call. You need to uh, reach out for more information. You can do so. Lior's number and the firm and the guy, 604-283-3123. You can go to help at employmentlawyer.ca. There's also lots of information to be had uh, as well at covidrights.ca. The CERB, I, I don't know if it started out this way, but that's being done, as you said, through the CRA por- portal, right? It is, yes. Uh, so wow. it's not it's not through EI. You don't apply for EI. It's a separate benefit. It's It's through the CRA. And you you don't need the same documents that you would for EI. You don't need a record of employment uh, for that. And it really, John, is going to be the honor system. So you're going to go on the CR uh, on the uh, the CRA website, the portal there, or call this number. And if you're on the website, it's going to say, you know, did do you meet this criteria? Did you earn five thousand? Yes. Did you lose your job? Click yes or no. If you click yes, you're going to qualify for that benefit. So right. keep in mind, though. If you decide, well, it's honor system, so I can just claim the benefit even if I don't qualify. The problem <laughs> with that. Still CRA. <laughs> well, it is. And it, you're going to yeah. have to pay the piper at some point yeah. when you do They're your taxes, etc. So, So I wouldn't mess with that. You don't mess with the CRA. There could be fines and penalties down the road. Uh, it's for people that meet the criteria that the government has defined. Maybe they'll change the criteria. But right now, the criteria is as they are, and you should only apply if you meet that criteria. Yeah, they 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 don't they know what they're doing by putting it through the CRA portal for sure. So so there you go. Uh, lots more phone calls on the way. We have, we still have plenty of time. You have questions of the normal employment law nature or something to do with COVID nineteen and the CERB or EI or being laid off and what you do. It's a minefield. Bring it on, Ian Rick. We'll get to you guys. We'll take a short break. Get right back to it. Employment law show here on CKNW. And welcome back to the show. It is uh, 4.45. Still got some time here. 604-280-9898 is the number you want to use to ask your questions. That's uh, that's what this hour is for. That's what every hour this Sunday is for. And if my computer wouldn't freeze up, I'd be able to take Ian. There you are. Hi, Ian. How are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm good, thank you. Um, good. I have a question for my daughter. Um, she had a job and applied for another job, which is a better opportunity for her. And um, the, the new employer asked her to start right away. So she left the other job without giving notice to start with the new job and was arranging her um, training period. And the company got closed because of the government's uh, mm-hmm. COVID. So I'm wondering um, if she applied, if she's eligible for uh, these benefits that the federal government has offered? Yes, she, she would be eligible because the reason now she's not working, the reason why she's not earning income, she had a job that she was going to earn income in, the reason she's not doing that is because of the virus. So yes, she, she would be able to qualify for the CERB benefit. Uh, at least that's some comfort. I know it's a, it's a very bad situation to be in, Ian, but yeah, she can yes. qualify for that benefit and she can apply for it this week. So um, if the company doesn't open after... This period of, uh, mm-hmm. what was it, two months that they're going to be paying? Um, is she entitled to any benefits at all because the employer asked her to quit her job without giving notice, her previous job? No, the, the, the reality is that it's going to be a tough one here because 
the company obviously was acting in good faith and the, you know this whole virus thing was something that no one could have planned for and that they really wouldn't have known necessarily so she may not have additional entitlements if okay. she's not back at work once the uh, the, the, the uh, EI ends once the not the EI, the CRB after the 16 weeks but hopefully hopefully fingers crossed that after uh, 16 weeks uh, things are, are better and she can go back to work uh, even on, on a, some sort of a reduced basis gradually Let's hope it's less than 16 weeks. Let's hope it's a heck of a lot less, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ian, thanks for the call. We're going to uh, move on down the uh, the line here. Rick, thank you for standing by. Good afternoon. How are you? Great. How are you? We're great. What's your question? Uh, I'm self-employed, uh, no employees. I have money owed to me before the virus started. Hmm. Uh, I can't uh, work in any of the stratas that I was working at because of the virus. Uh, how is that going to affect me with the money that's owed to me if I apply for this money? And, you know, that's a great question. And, you know, if you ask me about anything else, I'd say here's what the courts have said. Here's what the what the Employment Standards Branch has said. This is a brand new thing. Remember, CRB didn't exist until, you know, a week or two weeks ago. So here's what I'm going to tell you as a lawyer applying usual principles. The money that you've earned already in the past, it's not money that you're earning now. If now you're not making any income because of the virus, you should still qualify for the CERB. And even if in the meantime, you get money for past work, you know, maybe it's from a month or two months or 10 months ago, uh, that should not impact your CERB. So you should apply for CERB. Again, $2,000 a month for for, for four months, 16 weeks. Uh, definitely do that. And no, I I don't see any reason, any basis in logic or in law, why that uh, money owed to you from previous jobs should uh, impact it. I just don't want my bank account to go up. (laughs) If, if, uh, all of a sudden I, I get this money, which, which I will. So I I don't, I, I really don't think you have anything to worry about, Rick. I really don't think at all. Thanks, Rick. We're going to uh, we're going to pedal on here. Got a few to get in before our remaining time runs out. Jeff, good afternoon. How are you? Go ahead. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you very much for taking my call. You bet. A hey, quick question. Um, you might have answered this already, but as a private contractor, and 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 had a very good salary in the six digits per year, and because of the corona coronavirus thing, it went from making six digits a year down to about a thousand dollars a month take home um brutal my question Mm -hmm. is even though if i'm still making a small amount am i eligible for the cerb and and i I, or do or or do i have to make absolutely zero yeah i hate answering this question because the, the the answer doesn't make any sense and the answer that doesn't make any sense is that you wouldn't qualify even though you're making almost nothing uh, and I call this the twilight zone and the situation you have you have obviously a need because you're making almost no money but the government has said that you have to be earning no income that makes no sense because uh, what, what, if I earn a dollar instead of a hundred thousand dollars that means I don't qualify that's silly right but but that's what the government has said so you know that's what that's what I can tell you I think at some point they're gonna realize that and change it but Jeff right now if you're still earning income you wouldn't qualify brutal my friend brutal yeah. so there's really nothing for the middle class the people who did really well and paid 36 or forty thousand dollars a year in mm-hmm. taxes every year mm. there's really nothing for them 
You, I, I get, I get it, man. You're preaching to the choir. I completely understand what you're saying, and I don't agree with it. And I don't think anything is done on purpose. They did this very quickly. I do think that logic is going to prevail, and they're going to change that. But for now, that's what we have. Jeff, thank you, brother. Hang in there. Uh, we'll get to Renee. Hello, Renee. Hi. Yes, I'm just um, inquiring about if you own a small business, family business, and your work has been slow. Um, you're still making some, but you've lost a few contracts, and you're making little money. So where uh, where would that per, um, business fit in to get some help? So just as I was saying uh, earlier, uh, or just, just now to our previous caller, uh, you wouldn't qualify for the CERB uh, uh, because you're still earning income even as a self-employed individual. Uh, right. The government has uh, put other measures in place, you know, deferring taxes and allowing you to, to, to get some relief that way that apply to businesses. Uh, so that, that gives you some, some relief. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, th- there is no benefit available until and unless there's no income. So if that happens, yes, you as a self-employed individual, you should be able to get the CRB. Other than that, there's just the tax relief measures that the government has put into place. And and how do you get those uh, tax relief measures? So the b- best way to go is on the CRB website. They they outline everything, but essentially they delayed by by the the tax filing dates. Uh, and so you don't have to actually file your taxes, pay the pay the taxes until much later. I, I believe it may not be till August. Uh, but you can check that on the CRA website. They have all that information. Okay, so um, you wouldn't qualify for the CRB, though, because you're making even a exactly. little bit of income, like you mentioned in yeah. the previous caller. That's uh, it, yeah, which makes yeah. no sense. I agree completely, uh, <laughs> but but that's the way it is. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, Renee. Appreciate that. We're going to move on to, I believe we have time to get to, uh, to Lori finally. Hi, Lori. How are you? Good. Thank you very much for taking my call. You bet, my, sure. My question relates to fractional ownership in a resort, which has almost zero bookings right now, and we are mm-hmm. still paying that monthly fee as uh, owners, and that goes into the upkeep of the resort. So I'm, my question is, is there any relief? So... There, you know, there, I was saying to the previous call, there's there's tax relief that's available. Uh, you may be able to negotiate with with whoever you may owe money to to defer some uh, dollars, some amounts, so that uh, you don't have to pay whatever financial obligations you have right now, especially if the resort's not open. Um, individuals that are self-employed and earning no income would qualify for the CRB, but I don't know that that fits neatly into the situation that you've described. Uh, so I, I don't really see a, a direct relief that's available there uh, from the government. Again, CRB for a self-employed individual earning no income. Otherwise, tax relief measures and, of course, trying to defer any financial obligations that you have. Most creditors, uh, you know, landlords, etc., have been very understanding because they know they can't get blood from a stone, so better to defer and allow people to pay later on. So I think that's the best that you can do. To negotiate with the uh, owner, with the company, the association. Exactly. Exactly. All right. That sounds good. Thank you. Thanks, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Appreciate that. Uh, by the way, anytime you want to reach out, uh, either this afternoon or later onward, 604-283-3123. You can uh, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. By the way, there's a ton of information on there having to do with all angles of employment law. And as I mentioned, for the next little while, there's covidrights.ca. Again, ton of information there. Use the resource. It's absolutely free. Uh, the number 604-283-3123 will put you in touch with Lior anytime. So, you know, a minute or 
two left, pal. What do you think? I mean, this is uh, this is just building and changing all the time. But again, the employment laws are still active. They're still there, right? They are still there. And that still means that an employer does not have an inherent legal obligation to lay you off, even though there's financial needs. Now, that's different for those employers that are forced to close by the government. Businesses that are still operating that are not forced to close have, uh, still have obligations. If you are laid off, you can make the choice if that's what you want to treat that as a termination because the laws apply. Same thing if your salary has been reduced or your hours, you have the choice, the right to treat that as a termination. Uh, again, some would want to, some would not want to, but it's always good to know what your rights are. Uh, and if you're not sure, you know, we're going to end the show, but if you're not sure about any of this thing, what you qualify for, can you yeah. get paid by, by benefits through the government? Is your employer doing the right thing or not? By all means. I'm not going to stop working just because we get off air. I'll be answering emails and calls. So reach out to me. Myself, my team, we're available. This is a very difficult time. We'll get through it together. And information is power. So hopefully you can uh, get as much information from me as possible. Well done, man. We'll uh, we'll leave it from there. Reaching out again to get hold of uh, Lior. Do not hesitate, even if it's only for a question. It might be a lifesaver. At uh, the number six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. Reach out on email. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There's information there. And for the next little while, foreseeable future, covidrights.ca as well. Appreciate all your phone calls and your time. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show, CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.